on the Drive Time News Hour for quite a while because it's, uh, well, I, I saw a news story a few weeks ago, but I think this is one story that won't go away. Dr. Quincy Law is with us, NDSU prof, invasive obnoxious weeds uh, in the Department of Plant Sciences at NDSU. And uh, Quincy, welcome to the Drive Time News Hour. Hi, Jack. Thanks for having me on. So what is this super weed, the, the, this palm, Palmer amaranth, and what's so super about it? All right. So first off, I'm, I'm not really a fan of the term super weed. As that's not really a, a botanical or agronomic term. It's more of a popular press term. And instead, I would say that it is troublesome. And so there are four reasons why I would say that it's troublesome. First, uh, this weed is very competitive with c- crops and can cause significant yield loss. So that's been up to 91% yield loss in corn and 79% soybeans. Second, it produces a lot of seed, and that seed is so small that it can easily travel. So up to 1 million seeds can be produced on a single plant. And these seeds are no bigger than the tip of a dull pencil. Third, the Palmer amaranth germinates throughout the growing season, which makes it more difficult to control. And lastly, it has the facility to develop herbicide-resistant populations, which you know further complicates its control. Do these seeds uh, float in the air like a dandelion, only much smaller? No, so they're uh, they they're more likely to say float in water or you know move say on a combine or another piece of equipment such as that. So those are largely where we see its movement from field to field, um, you know, rather than uh, wind blown. You know, you just mentioned combine. I remember reading some time back that uh, sometimes the the Palmer amaranth can be so thick that it can stop a combine they have to stop to uh get it out of out of the way yeah these, these plants can get quite large uh, i'm i'm you know nine ten feet tall and and you know they really look like a christmas tree almost in, in terms of their size you know back where when i grew up where i grew up we used to call it pigweed is 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 it the same creature just a nickname so pigweeds are actually a plant family, not a single species. For example, palmer amaranth is a pigweed, but not all pigweeds are palmer amaranth, if that makes sense. So other pigweeds include water hemp, red root pigweed, and palo amaranth. And so I think it's just important that, that we properly identify and, and use the correct terms because it can have implications on how we manage these different species. And and thank you very much for, you know, referencing the superweed because the first time i saw that i said boy that does sound like a press thing uh but uh, this uh palmer amaranth uh, are there any herbicides that can handle it so that's a difficult question to answer because it depends on the specific palmer amaranth population you're dealing with i will say that ndsu has one palmer amaranth field research site and we have difficulty controlling that population in cropland with labeled herbicides that said, other states have mixed populations of palmer amaranth with both resistant and susceptible individuals, but you still need to manage for that resistance. And and so while we hope to characterize these populations in North Dakota for which herbicides will work on them, that process is costly and it takes time and, and it's difficult as new populations keep popping up. You know, back when I was a kid, they used to hire oh, me and other workers to uh thin the beets and to hoe the weeds, you know, a couple of times 
through the season. Uh, is is Palmer Amaranth something that could be handled like some with that kind of manual labor? Yeah, in, in small uh, outbreaks, I think that would be probably the best way to go about it. You know, pull those plants before they're able to produce seed or to drop that seed, and especially before you run it through a combine and spread it or or before you, you run a tillage implement across your field and spread it that way too. So uh, hand pulling can work, but, you know, there's a feasibility side of things with these massive infestations can be quite difficult to hand weed, right? So um, it, it is important to, to detect it early, and so we can have a proper response uh, uh, rather than wait wait till it's too late. Well, we're going to have to wrap up here quickly, but I have to ask, can, can livestock graze on it? So uh, nitrate levels can actually be high enough in Palmer that it can be toxic to livestock. Further, the seed heads can have these really sharp bracts on them that would probably prevent animals from feeding on it. But I will mention that, that the seed can actually successfully pass a cow. And so where cattle have been fed contaminated grain screenings, and then uh, that, that producer will go spread that manure, well, now we've created a problem on, on our cropland, right? We want to avoid that. Palmer amaranth is a lot easier to control in a feedlot than it is in a soybean field. Final question. How many counties have Palmer amaranth in North Dakota? So it's been confirmed in 19 counties within the state so far, uh, and those 19 counties are pretty spread out. So we have it from Williams County in northwest North Dakota to Richland County in the southeast part of the state. And these infestations have ranged from a, a small number of plants up to the thousands. And so not every case has been the same. Thank you very much, Dr. Quincy Law, NDSU Professor Invasive and Noxious Weeds, Department of Plant Scientists, Sciences. Thank you for joining us. Yep, thanks, Jack.